Hi, and welcome back to Recruitment and Beyond podcast. It's 2024, uh, an exciting year ahead, hopefully. Um, but I know there's going to be a, a few changes in terms of HR over the next uh, 12 months. So we thought we'd take a wee bit of time just to go through them and, and have a chat through them. So, Natalie, what <laughs> does 2024 have in store in terms of HR? Tell us all about 2024 will be a great year. A great year in the way, maybe not when everyone thinks about the number of changes, but actually all the stuff that we've been talking, talking, hearing about are actually coming into play. Yeah which is great. Some will be very welcome by businesses. Other will be listening to this podcast episode and maybe choosing to ignore <laughs> and pretend that they don't know the changes. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's quite a lot happening this year, which is lot, good. Yeah, yeah, quite a lot. So do you want to start with flexible working then? So I know that oh, that's, yeah, one of the we've talked, we've had an episode, <clears> we've talked about this endlessly, but Changes are coming now, aren't they? So Absolutely, and we're in a new world. Um, we won't mention the big C word, but we are in a new world. Flexible working has been embraced or is getting put in the bin yeah. for other organisations yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what we're looking at is now, it's going to be a day one, right? So before you would have had to have had 26 weeks service yeah. before you could apply for flexible working, mm-hmm. but anyone now on day one, can so just can just request, remember, there's no right, but they they can request. So there there could be the scenario, you advertise your position, mm-hmm. you recruitment's harder now, you spend all the time getting your person in place, they have their three-day induction, and then day four they say, Ewan, I'd like to work four days a week, or I'd like to work three days a week, mm-hmm. or I would like condensed hours, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not too sure how this will play out. Okay, so people are just going to have to accept that they're... That's the request that could come in after the first day or the second day? Absolutely. So it's just something for business owners to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that probably would be quite frustrating if you've advertised a role, you spend yeah. a lot of time getting someone and then... But And like you say, it's challenging now to, to recruit, so it's actually a challenge to get people in. And once they come in, they can just change, almost change the ball. Uh, change the goalposts, mm-hmm. but that's the nature of the law now, and that's what's coming in. Isn't Absolutely. It? So remember, it's just a request. There's no right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's no right. There's but still you, yeah. there are legal reasons for declining, etc. But okay. you might still have that. But just for for maybe for us to be aware in 2024 that mm-hmm. there might be quite a bit of an influx in okay. terms of flexible working requests too as well in 12 months now. So an employee would just have had the one. Um, but they have up to two requests now in 12 months because things change, right, okay. for example. Right. Um, so they could, for example, make a request for four days and then the next request could be, can I finish at three o'clock every one of those four days? So I guess businesses okay. can't ignore the fact that it it's maybe isn't such a Monday to Friday nine to five yeah. workplace anymore and how do we work around that? Right. So we're helping lots of businesses wow. kind of think about these things and how does the new work po- workforce Kind of work around and it's just preparation to actually get the job done still yeah exactly how that's the thing <clears throat> you still have to get the you know still have to deliver and i think you have to be mindful of ensuring that your employees feel valued and be part of the process but as a business you still have to be and i suppose like you say it's 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 a right but it's it, well it, you know it's, you, a request, it's a request it's, not a right, so it's, not a right. it's still a request so you can still say look actually it just doesn't work for our business yeah. now that can have an impact because they can say well actually that's not that's accepting or that's actually not accepting. i've got a 
disabled child at home yeah. or I'm a carer and I'm looking yeah. for, I've got other responsibilities yeah. and you'll get the best out of me if I'm yeah. in the frame of mind for work and yeah. that, that best looks like three days. You can pay me for five, but I'm mentally switched off because I'm thinking about everything else. So there are <sighs> pros and cons, yeah. I guess, to think yeah. about um, the two requests and then normally you'd have three months from start to finish for that process. Right. But now a business owner has two months, including any appeal as well in that process. So kind of more emphasis to get through get through the decision quicker as well. Uh, including the appeal has to be done within yeah, two months? two months. Jeez, that's a lot. So quite a lot um, happening. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be is, busy. Yeah, <laughs> and then we throw in holiday pay, which has well, been chatted about, about for years, and we've yes. got this case that says this, and this other case that says the opposite. Right. But now we are at the stage, confirmation from the government, to say actually this is how it should be calculated. Right, okay. So we're looking at those that are working overtime on a regular basis. The plough in the hours, they maybe have a 40 hour a week contract, mm-hmm. but they work 60 hours every week. Mm-hmm. When they take holidays, they actually earn less than had they been at work. Right. So what happens there is they're overworked mm-hmm. in terms of they're tired because they don't want to take holidays. No, they, take holidays. they get paid less. They get paid less. Yeah. Okay. They don't want to take holidays. Okay. So they're work, work, working away and then maybe accidents happen because they're so tired and they're not getting their rest and recuperation from their hours, yeah. eh, from their holidays, sorry. So obviously that problem was looked at and it's to do with the money. So an average of the last 52 weeks has to be calculated, right. which is an admin nightmare for any business, no matter how large you are, anytime someone takes a holiday, yeah. you need to calculate the average weekly earnings over the last 52 weeks. Right. It's not great for no. the logistics. So is that something that obviously somebody gets straight away when they come in that that's going to be the, the layout yeah, of the holiday? Yeah, if they're working regular overtime, then that's um, what has paid to overtime. Yeah then that has that has to happen. Wow, okay. And and, and businesses will be so you gotta put processes in place to, to really work out what holiday holiday pay is gonna be. Yeah, at, what at, does at that point. look like for people yeah. and where is that money coming from as well? Like yeah. if you paid that before, yeah. so businesses are asking help us here, like what is that going to cost us and mm-hmm. how do we how do we factor that in? But that's what should be happening and of course there'll be businesses that are shutting their ears Natalie thanks but we don't want to hear that. Natalie don't tell me um, that. Thanks very much yeah. Beyond HR for giving the great advice but we yeah. actually don't want to know that but there would be kind of repercussions what that looks right. like as well if you don't pay correctly. And that's the same for I suppose if you're a contractor or if you you know is that is that the same as that? It would yeah it would be different because would a contractor generally have any holiday pay right. etc yeah, self-employed okay. all of that is a whole other kind yeah, of fish fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, okay, okay. from today but our, our employees that are working that regular um, over time that yeah. we maybe only have a it might not even be that it's not what they're contracting what they're doing in practice it might just be a big influx of work that you've got that you could never have ever planned for and they're doing overtime they're still having to do overtime so, so then that impacts then, on your holiday pay yeah wow. so w- w- what what the whole point in this was that if you earn less than you're at work uh-huh. that's not great that's you should be right. earning the same whether you're on yeah. holiday or yeah. whether you're yeah. at work so that you're encouraged to take your holidays yeah. you have the rest and recuperation and then you get more productive people mm. and people don't have as many accidents because mm-hmm. they're mm. so tired and overworked and is that a is that a law is that, <clears throat> is that yeah that's that's um government consultations and that's in from january so it's, already, in from january. it's so already in place all before now it was all case law without boring you with the detail. Um, The legislation (laughs) is massive and would take ages to change and um, things like Covid have prevented all of that from happening of course but um, that's what that's what should happen if if any business was to call us for advice that would be the advice that we would be giving to rectify. So what about those that are on what you might call class sorry as um, unstable 
uh, unstable, unstable contract. Unstable that brings contracts. us to our next change as yes. well. So Ewan starts, we give you a zero hours contract, but every week you work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and yeah. you think, mm, right, okay, that's a wee bit of a pattern here. You will, at some point in this year as well, have the chance to knock the door and say, can I have that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday as a contract now? A more stable, predictive, predictable working pattern, really. Right, okay. So that's something new that's coming just now, or is that...? Yeah, that's coming. So that's for casual workers, zero hours, right. any kind of irregular workers to have that. And you can maybe see where that... And what difference would it make to have that stable contract? Is <laughs> that then... Does that... That doesn't make you an employee. That just says I've got a real a stable it all, a set yeah, contract. Yeah, it all depends. Are you a worker? Are you, again, a whole other topic? Um, but the main thing is there would be some kind of stability for them. And again, it's only a request. It's not a right as well. Oh, right, okay. There would okay. be some reasons, but maybe it's going to be hard if you've given someone for the last three years every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and they ask for a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday contract that you decline that. What is the reason? You've got to, to think about that. So... When we're looking at these like zero hours, I would always say, is there actually weeks that there are zero hours? And mix it up a wee bit. Right. So that it's what's written down is actually what you do in practice. Weeks of zero hours, it's all over the place. It fluctuates, it's down, all different days, random. That's effectively what a zero hours contract would be in practice. Okay. And um, I, I noticed you chatted before about um, uh, changes for expectant mothers and re- potential changes around redundancy protection for those that are expecting or those who have just had a child, is that right? Yeah, there'll be a certain period of time at the moment protected, that's going to be extended now, so What's the time just now or what was it? What we're looking at now would be for those that are expecting Uh and also 18 months after the baby's born as well, so that's quite a long span. There would be a period of time at the moment but that has now expanded and that would mean, for example, if you've got, if you're in a redundancy situation and there is maybe an alternative position, mm-hmm. then potentially that that employee may be offered that position. Right, okay, okay. Rather, yeah. as first first steps really is... Um, so that's part of the protection essentially yeah, for you? Right, absolutely, okay. so it's just extended as well now, not just for the maternity leave period, but... But actually once, but yeah, okay. And after 18 months after the baby's born, so it's quite a long period of time actually yeah, yeah, yeah. for um, someone, so that's quite... A change to be aware of. I mean, it's well. a positive thing for obviously for, for absolutely. Mothers, but it's just employers to be mindful of this. That exactly. actually, it's eighteen months after the baby's born as well. So yeah. some people might put a redundancy process off until someone comes back to work. Yeah. Because quite rightly so. Yeah. Should oh, we be yeah. making them redundant then when we don't know they're off for fifty-two weeks up to fifty-two mm-hmm. 50 weeks? Well, we know yeah. what the business looks like in fifty-two yeah. weeks, so let's wait till they come back. Mm-hmm. But actually, they're still included in that protection as well. Yeah. For their eighteen months after. For eighteen yeah. months after yeah. the, the birth okay. of the baby. And, and obviously this is always a, a tricky subject, but sexual harassment has, has, has changed as well, hasn't it? The, the kind of, the, um, the legal duty around for, for employees. Yeah, um, it's going to, that'll be more towards the end of the year, but at the right. moment it's best practice, it's what we should be doing. There will be legislation, what we must do. And I guess we are, let, let's be honest, we don't think about it until something happens in the I workplace. Know, know, um, and that's really where we are at this moment in time. That won't stand in the future. Really? What we'll be looking at um, at the second half of the year would be we're trying to prevent that from happening. Mm-hmm. So you don't need a claim, you don't need any grievances, you don't need anything. What steps do you have in place to prevent these things happening? Right, so it's okay. more kind of proactive, proactive rather than yeah. the reactive. We've got something, what have you legally, yeah. what have you done, sorry, um, to try and... Mm-hmm show that you're taking this seriously and preventing this but actually we, we swing now to what are you going to do so that we don't have these cases right. we don't have these claims training managers providing training policies 
and everything else in between as well. So, so quite a focus specifically on sexual harassment towards the end of this year. For companies to really put in place these things proactive, you know, to be proactive yeah. about it, to try to and avoid... stop these things happening. Yeah, yeah. okay. To stop okay. these rather than probably what most Just wait companies... Until it happens and, it then happens and then, oh, we best train our managers, yeah. we best revise our create right, policy okay. if we don't have one in the first yeah, yeah, place yeah. Um, to get yeah. it in place as well. <coughs> lots, happening. lots happening and then we throw in carers leave so those and this has been ongoing um, everyone will have heard um, obviously the nature of a carer and what that might look like juggling that with working life as well mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. one week's unpaid mm-hmm. every year mm-hmm. so that'll be a day one right as well so when someone starts if they fall under the criteria uh-huh. of the carer right. they will have one week's unpaid leave every year to help with whether that might be taken to appointments to right, okay. providing someone else in the family a bit of respite and they'll take over, etc. Um, so for a carer, that's probably a good step forward. Right. For businesses, how does that work? Mm-hmm. How do we fit that in? Um, is something that they'll have to be able to navigate. And They're just going to have to provide for that, aren't they? They're <coughs> going to have to understand Absolutely. that's coming. Right, okay. Absolutely. And the last thing is um, that you mentioned was about um, tips. For those yeah. that are working in the service industry, you know, the, the tips that come forward, oh, obviously, it's a, it's a bit change. of a contentious issue, isn't <laughs> it's it? A, it's, a, it's a big change and it's what should probably be happening right now. Yeah. But there will be much more stamp down on employees getting 100% of that tip. So right. it's hard on business. Mm. Business owners are, are maybe taking 20% of those right. tips for increasing gas and electricity bills, mm. for increasing other items mm-hmm. um, helping towards replacement furniture yeah. whatever that may be yeah. but that tip should be 100% for yeah. that for those employees right. and 100% should be going to those employees as well so we'll get to the stage where there will have to be a written policy written um, a written policy written of course it's going to be written <laughs> a policy <laughs> written yeah. um, for employees on receiving tips and how right. you're going to go about that etc yeah. and watch this space for probably some kind of code of conduct right. um, coming out as well in terms but I guess for hospitality for anyone um, in the service industry mm-hmm. that will probably be a massive step forward really wow. there's lots going on there's lots, lots going happening but again lots but it's all stuff that's been chatted about for years so it's yeah. good that it's actually coming in place many yeah. business owners might not say so mm. depending on some of the moves but we move with flexibility we need to think of the money pots in terms of holiday pay and mm. mm-hmm. giving more time out of businesses for mm. carers mm. more mm. protection for redundancy etc so and then that focus on sexual harassment yeah. and then already talk about maybe what's coming next year that we might not be able to put through this year. Um, another big step would be about the non-compete clauses that are in, which very really? topical, um, non-compete clauses mm-hmm. um, for any restrictions after employment or during employment, being restricted to three months, so that's a massive, um, nobody's really happy about that change really? in terms of what that might look like. Um, whether and that's that comes in discussion in, just now, is it? Or yeah, and whether that comes in this year or whether that's next year as well. So, so restrict that to three months. Yeah, we are probably most businesses are looking at at least twelve months and yeah. might take a risk on more than twelve months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that being rattled right down to three months, three yeah. months which wow. is not really a long period of time. No, is it? no. Wow. So I mean, there is lots going on in twenty twenty four. There's lots of changes coming in terms of HR. So look out for the description below. We're going to have lots of content on this. I know Beyond HR working on their content to to make sure that there's some insight into all these changes that are coming. So. You know, if there's anything you would like us to discuss or anything you'd like us to go into a bit more depth and just get in touch um, and we can uh, we can have a good discussion about it and 
make sure that everybody gets the opportunity to implement these things as smoothly as possible. Thanks so much for watching and we'll see you next time. Thanks everyone for listening today. Please get in touch if you want to find out more on today's subject. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review.